welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. All right, perfect. So tonight we are going back in time. I have a guest, of course. Allie's back to talk Boy Meets World, one of our yeah. favorites. Hey, oh, Allie. Hey, it feels good to be doing some Boy Meets World. Yes. We've had our little breaks. Such a feel good show. I always come back to it. This episode of Boy Meets World, I mean, it's one of my favorites. There's a couple of good Christmas episodes. It's a very Topanga Christmas. Came out in 1997, season five, episode 11, which seems really late in the show for everything that happens in this episode. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You're just, you're, you already have what, Jack in college and Eric in college. Yeah. But, you know, but Corey and, and um, Sean aren't yet. It's like right towards the end of like, I feel like the college years and the non-college years are like com- two completely separate series. Like they're so different in a lot of ways. They are. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so this is sort of the end of like the first, like the initial run. That's what it feels like. It does. It's weird. It, this is a strange episode. Um, all of the other Christmas episodes that are available on YouTube have a lot of comments. This one has none, which I thought was bizarre. I'm like, this is, that's weird. Yeah. You think it's like a lot of times holiday episodes are ones that stick with people the most as far as their nostalgia goes. Like I always remember the Christmas episodes or the Halloween, but yeah. Huh. Yeah. This one, it says Topanga spends her first Christmas at the Matthews home. Corey is happy at first, but when traditions clash, he starts to have misgivings about their future together. He comes off so creepy and controlling in this episode. (laughs) I don't know. They both are kind of out of control, but it's a great excuse to get us to a Christmas carol. You know, is all it really is. Yeah, I wish they would have dove in a little more with the Christmas carol theme. Like, yeah. if you're just going to adapt it, just just do it right, you know? like I thought that too. I'm like, yeah, this, we, we could have had more Mr. Feeney. Yeah, you know, like, uh, the Christmas carol always has, like, three acts. Like, the, the Christmas future, present, and past, and they only do one of those. And, yeah, you know, and there's no real like tie into Christmas Carol because what like Corey's not like some rich jerk that's ruining everyone's Christmas or whatever. Like there's not a like yeah. a, a tie into that kind of it, w- it was very like, I don't know, very lax version. We'll turn it into that, something but... better as we go yeah. along. <laughs> maybe, don't worry, dear listener. <laughs> We've got you covered. The most annoying iteration of the Boy Meets World theme song, right? It is my least favorite, for sure. But I still love it. We've got the crushed purple velvet dress Topanga wears. That's iconic. And they're doing like the weird friends thing outside with the magazines. And they're in like downtown New York or something. I don't know. Philly, I guess. Yeah, did they just try to like copy friends? I think so, Now that, now that right? you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I guess I never noticed that. Yeah, I'll turn it down a little bit. We'll play through it. Although I doubt anybody wants to hear this song. (laughs) (laughs) When the spawn meets world. Aluminum tree looks good as new. Love this tree. I like you, Eric, but I love this tree. 
I love William Russ. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the it's older funny. I get, the better looking he gets. <laughs> okay. That's fair. You didn't like him when we reviewed what was it, Chick Like Me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was kind of horrible in that episode. Yeah. No, he's great though. I do like him. I like him in this episode. He's very like he just kind of lets Tafanga do whatever she wants. Yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> he's the host. He knows it. Yeah. He's awesome. And Topanga's here for her first Christmas with the Matthews, which seems crazy because they've been dating for a long time. But okay. Yeah. It's also really strange to me because this would never have happened when I was in high school. Like your girlfriend just stays the night with you. But I mean, I know they're in separate oh. rooms, you know, but that would have never have happened in my household. I wonder. Yeah. Like, so I get I'm... that her parents like left. Like that's what really? I was wondering. How did they it's leave like, yet? And she's with her strange. aunt. Yeah, that's true. That is weird. I didn't even think about that at all when I watched this. And I watched this <laughs> twice and I didn't even like it's like, yeah, that's that normal. Like first, yeah, that's like oh. the first thing I noticed. I was just like, man, my girlfriend would never have stayed the night at my place. Or look what I brought you for Christmas. Oh, look, Mr. Pengahead. Hi guys. Thanks for letting me spend Christmas with you. My parents went on a cruise to Barbados, but I told them nope, I wanted to spend Christmas with Corey. Hey, why don't we toast to Banga's first Matthew's Christmas with some of my special eggnog? Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Mm, this is really good. Have you guys ever tried hot mold cider? <laughs> so it begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of the whole theme of this episode. Um, are you an eggnog person or a cider person? I much prefer eggnog. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I work for a cider company. Whoa, yeah. Like always like eggnog more. Um that's funny. This is like completely unrelated, but this is my least favorite trope in any television series is the empty cups. Have you ever, oh, have you ever noticed that? You know, it's so bad right here too. Like it's he brings so... in these cups of eggnogs and they like sip out. It's like so obvious that the cup's empty that they're drinking out of. It's so um, bad that later you hear, on you can like, even hear the hollow cups like hit the table and stuff. Like, yeah. I hate it. It drives me nuts. Like you'll see it in like like crime shows and they're like drinking yes. coffee and like you can totally tell it's fucking empty. It's right. It's uh, anyways. It's really bad. <laughs> it's just like, is nobody willing to make the longer walk to the bigger dumpster to take out like <laughs> water liquid? or something? Like, I, it's I mean, anyways. it no, it I noticed it in the next scene where Sean pours eggnog because I'm like, oh thank God. Yeah. Like at least it's getting poured, so I know it's in the cup. Like this is <laughs> maddening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is now her, your so she's now imparting her her traditions on the family. Yeah, and they're pretty gracious about it. They go to buy a fresh Christmas tree. Um, yeah, because she's not about that that aluminum. No. Tree. <laughs> I loved Alan's line. He's like, "I love you, but I love this tree more." <laughs> I can I can relate. It's like such a dad <laughs> dad line. Yeah. It's like I mean, you don't take out the trash, but this uh, car runs for me every day. She's talking about putting in work in the family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Then, yeah, they go to Vermont to get her um, syrup. Let me yeah. see what Eric has to say. He's starting to get crazy. Well, I don't think he's totally crazy yet. Welcome to the rest of your life, Eric. So she opens her presents on Christmas Eve. This isn't about the presents. So she wanted a real tree. This isn't about the 600 mile drive to Vermont. Okay, so she makes purring noises when we make out. 
perhaps I've said too much. <laughs> Listen, what this is about is today she takes over Christmas, tomorrow it's the rest of your life. Goodbye, Corey Matthews, hello, whatever your Topanga name is. You know, what's the big deal about when we open presents and my Topanga name is Captain Take Me Shopping? <laughs> yeah, well, Captain, this isn't about the presents, okay? This is about the power struggle between men and women since the creation of man over 300 years ago. <laughs> on top of that tree. I'll be right back. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, another conference. Come here, come here, come here. What? Why are you letting her walk all over you? She is not walking all over me. Watch, okay? When she comes downstairs with her little ornament, I'm gonna let her know that our cardboard noodle star is going on our tree, or I'm not. Captain, take me shopping. Hi, guys. Obviously, Topanga's gonna win this argument. Um, <laughs> but I mean, she's, she's supposed to win every argument. Yeah, so you how know? did you feel about this kind of thing that they were trying to circle through this whole, whole episode of like the power struggle between like compromising? Basically, they're saying if you don't compromise everything, you'll end up alone, which is the worst fate. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I wish they would have done something a little more with like Topanga's home life as the dynamic, because I think it's a more believable story if you know her background a little better, like her, she's more of a broken home family and yeah. Corey, you know, and the Matthews are pretty privileged and happy. And so, you know, her like sort of needing some home life to maybe balance some of the scariness of being alone on Christmas would, would have made a little more sense for the story. Um, but yeah, the whole trope of just like, um, you have to adapt, you have to change your life for one person is, is interesting because um, it, it really feels like they the way they present it first is like Corey has to change everything about him, you know, for yeah. but like, but then they, you know, they talk about compromise later. Um, so I don't know if like the story, I don't know if the storytelling was as well as it should have been. But. I know that's what I was thinking too. Cause I'm like all my earlier notes are about like compromise and like this power dynamic, but the episode yeah. shifts really quickly into something else. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's totally like a toxic masculine thing of just like, you're going to let her walk all over you and, and change you and tell you how yeah. to dress and do all that kind of stuff. Like it's, eh, it's kind of, it's an old, it's just sort of an old stereotype. I feel like. Well, it is. And like, we'll see yeah. more of that. And with the dad later mm -hmm. in the episode too. And he had a crazy line too, where he's like, you know, you're too old to change your ways. So just apologize, excuse yourself afterwards, which is like, I, it was supposed to be funny, but I thought it was really interesting. And then Mr. Feeney comes over. Hello. Greetings of the season. It's Christmas Carol time. I love a Christmas carol. Yeah, every year Mr. Feeney comes over and reads it to us. No one ever asks him to, he just does. Tradition. You know what might be fun? Tradition. <laughs> so I yeah. just, I live every day in fear that um, William Daniels is going to die. I can't. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about Mr. Feeney? Yeah, you don't worry about that. <laughs> uh oh like, he hasn't passed okay no what are okay. you talking about i thought he did oh I thought my he totally god ali what in the <laughs> sweet check. baby really... jesus's birthday are you trying <laughs> yeah, to do no, right he, now okay that's yeah oh, i, I oh totally god. thought he did this is so upsetting it, 
<laughs> I don't want him to die. I, love I don't him. either. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. I just, I can't, I just can't, you know, I just, there's a lot of people I admire and respect in this world, but it's like, <laughs> this one's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's just funny how <laughs> it's funny how everybody is so defensive of their, I know, like, I know it drives the storyline to, but you know, everyone is so defensive of their stereo of their, um, of their traditions and they yeah. have to, you have to do things their way. And I think it just sort of, I mean, everyone's just inherently selfish, you know? They want well, to I was going to ask way. you, like, do you have any traditions like this that you do every single year? I mean, the only th- I think the only thing I know of that I do every year is just watch Christmas movies building up to Christmas. But okay, I mean, Christmas has just been really inconsistent for me over the years. So it's no real tradition. Like if I get to celebrate it, great. If I have to work, you know, I'm not <sighs> against it either. So, whoa. Yeah. That's, that's a that's far the industry out. For you. <laughs> that is far out. Yeah. yeah, I'm very probably overly sentimental about working on holidays. Yeah. Although, when I was younger, like when I worked in the service industry, I did not give a shit because it was all about like the after parties. Oh sure, yeah, and the money is usually pretty good. Yeah, really good, really good. Mm. So I could see that. I could see. Yeah, you have Christmas traditions you have to hold every year. Like same here, it's usually pretty chaotic between family or, you know, being in different parts of the country. But like, I do read a Christmas Carol like every two years. Um, I've already started reading it this year. I like a dark Christmas. Like I like a creepy Christmas. I like a Halloween that blends, like bleeds over into Christmas. So like a lot of regular viewing, a lot of books I'll read around this time of year. Yeah, I don't have any like special meals I make or anything, but... I will say like, I like hosting Christmas because I like, I like cooking and I like cooking for everybody, but it doesn't happen that often. For oh, I guess. Yeah. I don't really cook, but I always have shrimp every Christmas. I do oh. get some fresh shrimp. Interesting. Is, That's like that, a family. Is that, is, that, is that a Florida thing? Yeah. It's like a family okay. tradition, I guess. Makes me think of home alone. Like when they're in France and they get all this. Thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> shrimp, but uh, That's yeah. when I want to get my kids on. Like I want to get them watching home alone every year. I think that'd be super fun. Maybe introduce them to the new one this year. And then like, here's the original. There's a new one? Yeah. Wait, what? Disney Plus. It's coming out. What? Around Christmas. It's got. I found out about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited for it because it's got some people in it that I really like. What? I mean, you I'm sure it's going to be terrible. Bring but... back Macaulay Culkin. Like, yeah, he's not a part of it. Well, I have to boycott it. I love Macaulay Culkin. I mean, I keep up with his podcast and everything. Like, oh, I, nice. I really like him. Oh, in this episode, we do get to see Jack and Sean are like trying to form their relationship a little bit. Topanga wakes up Corey in the middle of the night for no reason. And then this is just the weirdest conversation happens downstairs. What are you doing up in the middle of the night? I'm always up now. How come? Oh, every night I just wish that I can make it to the morning without that tap, tap, tap. Alan, are you up? Yes, pumpkin. Then those words, let's talk. (laughs) She talks until she falls asleep, and then I uh, make models. (laughs) Zoom! (laughs) Why are you up? Uh, Topanga, she also likes to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Mm. You know, Dad, she's been here for less than eight hours, and I'm just now finding out all these new things about her. And that's bad? 
Yeah, I mean, I always thought we were so much alike. And I thought that's why we get along so well. Oh, so just when you get to the point where you think that she's you, you find out that she's her. <laughs> so what do I do? I've been saving one of these for each of my sons. <laughs> what, yeah, what did you think of this? <laughs> uh, it made me think that, uh, you know, we all live in our own bubble and we're all, we're all pretty self-centered. And I think it shines a light on like how much we don't know, really know about everybody in our lives. So Corey's lived in that house. He's what, 15 here, 16? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's been in the house for 16 years and he's just now finding out that his dad's up at three in the morning every night. Yeah, it sounds like mom has you know? some pretty severe anxiety. Maybe, right? <laughs> um, which maybe as a kid, he doesn't need to know. But like at the same time, like, oh, especially at a young age too, you're so self-centered and you're so in your own world. And so, it, I mean, it made me think about how much I don't really know about a lot of people in my life, maybe. Maybe that's not the point they were trying to make. Uh, I think it was, they're kind of setting up the women are crazy trope. It, it it felt like that a little bit, right? And like, yeah. especially how Corey reacted to Topanga, like waking him up. He was kind of a dick about that. <laughs> and yeah. Like let it go. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, but also I think it tried to convey too that like Alan and I forget his mom's name right now, but his parents are a lot like him and their relationship, you know? So it's like, you're getting parallels of like what he probably sees as a strong marriage. Uh, maybe his relationship could be that way too, even though he's still kind of like bitter about it. Yeah, it's weird. But we do find out like he's going to find out pretty quickly that if he's not willing to put up with her bullshit, somebody else is. <laughs> and yeah. so Yeah, cuz the I think the morning the the next scene is pretty important where she's like she's she's trying to like say uh eat crow a little bit and be like, "Hey, let me make you breakfast and be nice." And then the way he reacts is pretty shitty. Yeah, it's a really horrible. It's like hard to watch. <laughs> Morning, sleepyhead. Morning. I made you my traditional Christmas Eve morning breakfast. Pancake shaped like Christmas trees. Thank you. Oh, no, no syrup. We drove to Vermont for it. These trees get snow. Jingle bells, jingle bells. You know, I'm not really that hungry. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna take the garbage cans out front. Silly, there's no collection on Christmas Eve day. Actually, I was gonna hang out there till the fourth of January. Somebody got up on the wrong side of the bed. Here, a glass of orange juice will wake you up. Thanks. So, ah, what? What? This is an orange juice. Oh, I squeezed in some grapefruit. But why? Orange juice on its own is very delightful. Or you're a little tense. Why don't we go for a walk? <gasps> Along the way, I'll show you the route we'll take when we go caroling. No, Topanga, you know I can't sing. It's Christmas. We'll sing together. No, you're not hearing me. I can't sing. I don't like to sing. I get embarrassed when I sing. It's just singing. No, it, it's not just singing. I like opening presents on Christmas morning. I miss our aluminum tree. You're right, you know, we're, we're two different people and we're not gonna change that. And he just walks out on her on Christmas Eve day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Sean's gonna let him hear that later. Um, 
But it is interesting. Like, I mean, they've had fights before in the series and stuff. And I relate to this episode a, a lot. My wife and I are like really opposites, like complete opposites. Um, and so like it reminded me of like if we have like I always had if we have pancakes or waffles, like I always have to like heat my syrup up to have it because like to me that's what makes sense but she's like doesn't understand like I've, I've never done that you know so it's like it's funny how there's little things that are just like complete opposites you know mm-hmm. and then there's like you know big things uh you know too but like but it really is about like making compromises and understanding like how I, I just really wish they would have talked about the upbringing of Topanga to really convey like maybe why their lifestyles are so different. It's just, it, it's just a, I mean, yes, it's just, it's just a sitcom and it's a comedy and like, Oh, look how opposite they are and like watch them butt heads. But like, there's gotta be some reasoning behind like why their lives are so different. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think they're both acting selfish. Like she's like really imparting like her traditions on them without really thinking about like what their family does. You know, like if I were a guest, I'd be like, Hey, what do you guys do? But yeah. And it's not <laughs> believable that the Panga would act this way. Really? Sure. Based on her character traits and stuff. Yeah. They really yeah. should have made this episode the same, but with Sean and his brother. Yeah. That could have been better. Right. Cause I mean, that is already, they're already inherently so different. Right. Yeah, exactly. Even they even talk about it a little bit. Like the couple of scenes we get with them are brief, but they're good. Yeah. If Topanga won't let me fall asleep listening to Feeney read a Christmas carol, I'm going to fall asleep watching it on TV. Okay. Do whatever you want, but I'm going ice skating. Wait a minute. You like ice skating? I love ice skating. I love ice skating too. (laughs) You're kidding. No. No, we got something in common, man. All right. Let's go ice skating. Right. And every Christmas, we'll go ice skating. We're starting a tradition right here. I especially love ice skating in France. Don't kill this. Okay. Corey falls asleep watching a Christmas carol on TV. I, I totally thought that was going to be the, like the eureka moment for Corey. Was like, oh, I just watched my best friend and his estranged brother find something in common. And maybe I could find something that Topanga and I can do every year. But they didn't do that. <laughs> It was interesting. Well, it took a while for him to get there. (laughs) Mr. Feeney shows up. He's always so hilarious. I just love him dressed up like. Yeah. (laughs) Christmas future. No, you're a doorman at the Plaza Hotel. (laughs) You were watching a Christmas carol and you fell asleep. Now I am here to show you what will become of you if you stick to the path you have chosen. I don't want to play. (laughs) Well, hey, look, there's Eric. He sees that he's miserable in the past. um, And then, but he wants, or sorry, the future. But he wants to see, you know, how it worked out for Topanga in the future. And I think that this is like the weirdest, most interesting scene because he's watching Topanga and Jack together and they have kid, three kids. It's just really bizarre and weird. <laughs> I love I love Jack though in this. Yeah. Because it's like Corey's vision of Jack. It's great. Topanga. She's beautiful. But she's alone, isn't she? I guess that's what happens when you have to have everything your own way. Look at that. She even has to have wood delivered. Probably no husband around to chop it for. Hey, wait a minute, that's Jack. I don't really know you too well, but thanks for marrying me. (laughs) 
Well, obviously, it's a loveless marriage. Those are supposed to be my kids. All right, children, it's Christmas Eve. Time to open presents. You see that? Everything her own way. Look at the tree. It's aluminum. Topanga would never have an aluminum tree. How, how did Jack get her to do that? Perhaps he never ran out of the house like a coward. Perhaps he realized that the spirit of love brings compromise that when two people grow together, they start their own traditions. You know everything, don't you? Oh, no, Mr. Matthews. This is your dream. I'm merely in it. Topanga, I'm, I'm sorry, okay? We, we can have Christmas your way. And, and I love in this lore that, like, of 1997, that in the future, there's only going to be two options, a real tree or the... <laughs> Almighty aluminum tree, baby. Right. <laughs> like, what did they think the aluminum tree was going to be, Allie? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. How did he get her to do it? She would never have an <laughs> aluminum tree. Yeah. The all prevalent uh, aluminum tree. Like, a, they talk about it like it's a microwave. Like, it's going to revolutionize <laughs> the Christmas industry. Tree like, of the future. Yeah. <laughs> crazy uh how did you feel about this do you feel like there was a good way of conveying the point i mean i think feeney's right as always you know like <laughs> yeah there's not much you can do about the past but you can make new traditions now and carry them into the future and that's what's important so but i just love how creepy and bizarre this whole dream sequence is yeah i did appreciate that like they didn't put Corey in like some gross fat suit you know, they yeah, like a different actor. A lot of the, the jokes in this episode don't age well. Eh, this whole episode, this uh, granted, this whole episode is just kind of weird, like from the entire series itself. <laughs> it really is. And so that's the thing about Boy Meets World is like, it's actually a, has a pretty good message for every episode and it does kind of hold up well, but then you'll get episodes like this where it's like, ooh, we just made 15 jokes about women and like, 15 yeah, minutes shopping and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot sometimes it really does um times like time stamp the year and that, that's what I love about it is like you can really look and see this really is a, a window into um you know Christmas of 1997 uh, I think this is like pretty typical of what was going on in a lot of living rooms at least like the dynamics. I think that men and women struggling over power was still like extremely palpable. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I was <laughs> I was really like put off too that like Corey's mom is nowhere in this episode. Yeah, Amy. I mean, she yeah, Amy, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, Amy just like picks up Topanga and then we just never see her. No, it's funny you say that because you couldn't remember her name earlier. And I kept thinking Maggie, um, which <laughs> is the mom from Growing Pains, Okay, which I was another show I fucking love. I love Growing Pains, but she's like such a strong character. Yeah, she's a news anchor and just all around way better female character, in my opinion. Uh, then Amy Matthews, who kind of doesn't really come into her own until like the last season of the show. Yeah. And then I also just hate too that his 
the I mean, obviously they completely butchered the character of his little sister like throughout the entire series, but like she just pops up at the very end and isn't like is nowhere in this episode whatsoever. Oh no, Morgan's long gone. It's just so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a, why? It's such a strange choice to like have her involved in the series, but not. <laughs> And not bring her back for a holiday episode. Well, like, she, she's in the very end. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why recast her if you're not going to use her? Yeah. But also, like, why put her in, like, the very end when, like, the whole family's together, but, like, <laughs> she's not involved with anything else? I don't get it. They <laughs> were trying to hit this teenage demographic hard. I know. Yeah. Which is why they should have made the whole episode about Sean care about consistency too much i guess (laughs) yeah but you're right i think a sean and jack episode would have been a better choice right yeah and then poor tofanga sitting here thinking that she's the one to blame Christmas. Corey. It's a promise ring. That means that we're going to be together forever. You mean you want to be together with me even though we're so different from each other? Yeah. And don't give me a present this year because you already did. You know, I thought I knew everything about you, but I'm just starting to find out. It's good we're different. Yeah, it is. Open your present. It's a promise ring. (laughs) Week ending. Come on. Week episode, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly. I mean, her hair is awesome. I will say that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then, yeah, no, it's a total weekend, Dean. It's um, oh, oh, go ahead. We do get Mr. Feeney reading a little bit yeah. of a Christmas Carol. This is what I was talking about with Morgan. Oh yeah. And now for my favorite part of the holidays, a Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Oh, let's go. A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, as read by George Feeney. <laughs> Marley was dead, to begin with. There is no doubt whatever about that. The registrar of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. It would have been like the next morning if he read that whole book. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right well that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> it's a very very topanga christmas <laughs> not not a lot of any other character being showcased and they didn't do much with her character either so it was kind of it's really true like it's, if it was so focused on her it was really a cory I, I think you're right with the tropes and like it's all about how women are portrayed in the 90s and i just i don't know i don't feel like it was I feel like their point they're trying to make just really didn't con- get conveyed very well. And uh, yeah. And also like, was the point you have to compromise or you're going to be alone because like Mr. Feeney's alone. Sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't understand. I mean, I, f- I really felt like it was like you have to bend to her will, you know, because I, I know like <clears throat> like the whole thing was like either like you need to be, you need to just do what she says to make her happy, like a lot of that in the beginning, or she's gonna change you. And I felt like the Christmas Carol thing was more like, well, if you don't do what she likes, then you know somebody <laughs> somebody's gonna like her somebody you know will, somebody's yeah. gonna fill in that spot uh you know i love yeah. that message i was like okay and i know right like, they try to convey during that same time like hey you know compromise <laughs> is where it's at but i don't even feel like they really did anything compromising either well and it's always so i mean like yes Corey does uh sing what she says he hates but like it's not like topanga really did anything that Corey's traditions are um and like they didn't like I felt like it would have ended better if they if like Corey came with like a gift and it was like, hey, this is our new this is our tradition that we're going to do every year. You know? <laughs> yes, like I was yes. expecting that and it didn't happen. Yes. Uh, or if so- like in the new Girl Meets World, there was a Christmas episode. There is. Uh-huh. But where like he gave her a promise ring again, that would be good. <laughs> I this pisses me off. <laughs> I, and it's crazy that they can say things like we're going to be together forever. And then you can't be like, that's so dumb because they are together forever. Like Canon, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is definitely not one of my favorite episodes that we've reviewed and of Boy Meets World in general. The intensity. It is interesting though, to look at like the intensity of their relationship at age 15. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Whoa. Yeah. Just wow. I can't imagine being that involved with somebody as like, and I'm an adult. I can't imagine yeah. like being, I mean, maybe it's because they're teenagers, I guess, right? Yeah. Like teenagers okay. are hopeless, you know, and like they're, you know, breakups, like the worst thing in the world or they're like so in love. But yeah, I don't like the whole promise ring crap either. Yeah, it's personally like 10 minutes ago, I was not willing to compromise anything for you, but now I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. Um, okay. (laughs) Like what? Yeah. Not built on a good foundation, but (laughs) there is exactly three reviews for this episode on IMDb. (laughs) They're all pretty much the same, but the first one's pretty funny. It says first they made Corey controlling in the last episode. And now suddenly he's a doormat and chilled out. Topanga is a Christmas control freak. (laughs) Did she even (laughs) celebrate Christmas before this episode? What happened to hippie spiritual Topanga? Very bizarre episode. Uh, Yeah, I agree. You know, they don't really address the fact that she used to like go around saying that she doesn't celebrate holidays. So Yeah, yeah. There's con- continuity is out the window with uh, with holiday episodes. <laughs> yeah, she became very type A like overnight between season one and two, which is fine. I which I never cared. I, I think it works better for a character. <laughs> Wasn't the best one, but it's still um well, it's still watchable. On Christmas, I'd say if you're in this Christmas spirit, throw it on. It's not going to hurt you any. You can leave the room, come back. You're not going to miss anything. Um, so, which is definitely what you want out of a television show, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are there any like, um, are there any like Christmas TVs, like holiday specials you really like, or is it more movies? I mean, I'll, I'll go through and probably watch any, every holiday episode of every show I do like. 
Okay. I think my favorite is so weird. They have a Christmas episode that's really good. It's time travel, Felicity, their Christmas episode, Dawson's Creek. I'll just go through and watch, okay. you know, whatever. What about Christmas movies? Definitely Santa Claus. I like to hit Home Alone. The last couple of years has been hard because it's been like whatever the kids want to watch, which has been Curious yeah. George Christmas and okay. like Frozen. They Frozen like the a Christmas cool. movie or is it just because it's the winter? Yeah. 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 Okay. Nightmare Before Christmas. They watch all the time. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Danielle Feichel just had a baby. Oh. Yeah. Her second her baby. Got what? Yeah. What? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear about this? No. Uh, okay. So like uh, on Twitter this summer, this guy tweeted this whole like thing about how he found shrimp in his cinnamon toast. And so oh, yeah. He, I remember yeah. that. Okay. Well, that was, that's her, that's her real life husband. What? Yeah. And so then everyone's like, oh my God, shrimp guy is, um, is Topanga's husband. And then like three women came forward and say, it's great to see our abuser like get famous because of this. And then he just like completely disappeared off Twitter. What? <laughs> so he apparently like was abusive towards like, you know, a bunch of his exes and stuff. Oh my gobble. That's crazy. <laughs> So it was a wild saga. That's this amazing. Right around the same time as Bean Dad. I don't know if you knew about that one either, but that one was a weird. No. Yeah, that one's that has no relevance to this, but just so like how, that's how okay. weird Twitter is and Jensen <laughs> Carp's scandalous past. Three women accused Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy. <laughs> what a name! What a legacy! Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, of abuse, threesome, and gaslighting. I don't know if you can accuse someone of a threesome. That's not oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I ended up in the hospital, it took me over a year to recover mentally, and I still struggle. This is allegedly Rory Uphold. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch Saga has been a trend for a few days now after writer-producer Jensen Carp, aka Hot Carl, claimed he allegedly found dried shrimp tails in his cereal box, taking to Twitter. Okay, I don't care about all that. Hold on. Now three women have accused him of allegedly being an abusive boyfriend. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, ended up in the hospital. Uh-oh, yikes. I wonder if Danielle has any comment on this. I don't, th I don't think I heard anything about it from her. No, and she and went- just like deleted his Twitter. She went dark on Instagram um, right before she had her second baby. So I haven't even like seen a picture of her baby. I was actually just Googling today, trying to find out what, like, what did she name it? What does it look like, you know? <laughs> And I couldn't find anything. I was like, that's weird. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I thought that was, that was humorous over the, over I... the summer. <laughs> so on NT Lawyer, there is some blind items about Danielle Feischel. There, there has always been a little bit of gossip about her. That's really upsetting. Damn. I guess it's a good thing that Girl Meets World got canceled. So she can just ignore that, all those allegations. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it would come to her if that was still the case. Yeah, her husband's a piece of shit, but yeah, but those the one woman said she went to the hospital. Like that's pretty intense. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna be doing some home improvement coming up too. Oh, yes, um, huge fan of home improvement. Yeah, I loved series. what was the movie he was in with Jessica Biel. Oh, uh, the one you reviewed last year. Yeah, home for the holidays. That yeah, that yeah. was good. I'll probably watch that again. Yeah, the fuck was that movie? I don't know, but I love me some JTT. I do. Oh, I'll be home for Christmas. 
Oh, that's it. Yeah. Home Improvement has a Christmas written all over it. That's yeah, for sure. There's always some good ones. What Boy Meets World are you thinking next? Where, where do we go from here? Well, we've been talking a while for like the cult episode. Yes, I know. I think. Or is that like, yeah. a, does that need to be a Halloween theme? I think that'd be, per- no, I think that would be perfect. Okay. We should do the cult episode, right? <laughs> it's so, it's going to be so much fun. Plus, I feel like a lot of our reviews so far have been like modern Boy Meets World. Like the the later yeah. ones, it would be good to go back a little bit. Right. And I think that one has a guest star in it. Someone crazy. But it's it's 1997 too. Oh. But it's season four, episode okay. 21. Okay. We'll just keep working our way back. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean joins a cult. Corey and the others try to snap him out of it. But it's not until Jonathan's in the hospital that Sean sees clearly. Oh, yeah. Mr. Turner. I yeah. forgot he existed. Uh-huh. That'll be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope that everybody's enjoying their Christmas and holiday, whatever you celebrate and binging lots of Christmas television and movies. Send me whatever you're watching so I can watch along too. Um, Same with you, Allie. Okay. Yeah, I'll hit you up whenever I'm watching something. Oh, do you have any recommendations for like a book, movie, podcast, uh, anything you've been enjoying? Watching a lot of wrestling lately. I know. <laughs> I've noticed from your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, if all I can say is like, if you were a pro wrestling fan, like back in the nineties and you hate the product recently, there's a new faction called AEW all elite wrestling. And it is, it is, it is the return of pro wrestling. So Get into it. Get a chance. Awesome. That's all I got, I guess. That's awesome. (laughs) And the new (laughs) podcast too. You guys have a new project you've been working on. Yeah, we uh, we released it back in uh, last week of September. Um, We're a few episodes in now. It's called Dungeons and Decades, and it's a uh, '90s themed D and D podcast. Um, So awesome. (laughs) It's a really fun concept. We're having an amazing time. We got an awesome crew, and uh, if you're if you're in the 90s, which we suspect you are here, I think you'll really enjoy listening to it. And you don't have to be a fan of D&D to like it. Um, and who knows, you might become a fan of D&D. But if you are a fan of D&D, like, of course, you'll like it. But Right. Yeah. But it's really fun. So, you know, you what we could out. do, we should do an episode of Freaks and Geeks because um, there's a small bit where they're learning to play D&D. Okay. That'd be cool. Remember that? We could get you, uh, yeah, we could get a couple of us from the D&D podcast to come on. That'd be fun. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Way down. I'll go with an easy recommendation because if you really haven't read it, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, I know everybody's seen some iteration of like a movie or show um, this episode a hundred times, you know, but you've got to read the book. It's so good. It's so good. I already started rereading it because of this podcast it's not favorite version of christmas carol like a tv or movie version that's a really good question definitely not this one it should be this one (laughs) that's the problem i'm sure there's a movie yeah i really like the night before and like i know everybody's gonna talk (laughs) shit to me about this but i i like the night before i think it's really good i don't know that one it's seth rogan oh is that really an adaptation of christmas carol i mean not really. It's oh, not okay. really, I guess. It's a good Christmas not, movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's not really. Like <laughs> I was they, curious. They reference uh, it like one I time. I was always partial to like the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. My kids like will one. not watch that. I don't it's know why. Scary. It's really freaking kind of scary and weird, honestly. 
Yeah, I could see that. Haunting imagery in that one. It's so weird, but uh, I just like, I like that one a lot. That's true. Yeah. Plus Michael Caine's dope. I keep trying to get them to watch that and they just won't watch it. Um, I definitely don't like the Jim Carrey one. That was really scary as a kid too. I didn't see that one. I think I was a little like too like close to high school. Well, he's the ghosts and he's Scrooge. Right, 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 right. Yeah. It was like right around the time when I was like, I was too cool for something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to have to watch like as many as I can this year and find (laughs) out actually. Definitely talk to Andy about it because he, he loves Christmas Carol. Like it's his hands down favorite Christmas thing ever. Interesting. Yeah. I I love anything that's like dark, a dark Christmas tale Um, and time travel. You know, you can't beat that. Well, time and (laughs) space travel, whatever. Yeah. All right, cool. So we'll be back next time to do, you know, Sean joining a cult. Yeah. And if you want people to find you in the meantime, Ali, where can people find you? Uh, At this point, just bigdoorprize.com. And uh, there you'll see links to the podcast, the two podcasts I'm on. And uh, also uh, a shop where I got some cool Pete and Pete swag. That's about it. Hell yes. That's awesome. Perfect. I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. Oh, those holiday J-I-N-G-L-E bells. Oh, those happy J-I-N-G-L-E B-E-L-L-S. I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring. Making our spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing A sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, jing, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride In a one-horse open sleigh I love those J-I-N-G-L-E bells Oh, those holidays